Another third period lead, but also another third period collapse for the Panthers. On today's edition, we're going to discuss the Florida Panthers' 4-3 loss against the Edmonton Oilers, where they don't have a lot of time to ponder this loss as they will have a quick turnaround before facing Calgary on Tuesday night. We're going to discuss that and more on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Tuesday, November 29th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're to our team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Mondoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And don't forget to also subscribe to all the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. And don't forget to enter the Locked On Florida Panthers contest to win two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus New Jersey Devils game on December 21st by sending a screenshot of your subscription to the Locked On Florida Panthers YouTube channel, as well as leaving a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. You can send that to me at LO underscore FLA Panthers on Twitter, or if you don't have Twitter, you could send it to locked on FLA Panthers at gmail.com. So, Cats fans, uh, another, like I said, another third period lead, another third period loss, uh, collapse, excuse me, for these Florida Panthers, and especially on the road, which is which, uh, which for this one, I mean. I don't feel as bad about this one as I do about Saturday's game against the St. Louis Blues because of the amount, the how much of a lead the Florida Panthers had. And, of course, it's harder to win on the road. But the Florida Panthers going into this one, there were 3-4-1 and one on the road prior to facing the Edmonton Oilers. And just the, the Panthers, they had so many opportunities to create separation as well. I mean, the, the possession numbers, I mean – you see the box score, 20, uh, 40 to 28 shots on goal advantage for the Edmonton Oilers. But even in that first period for the Oilers, they had seven more shot attempts for, for over the Panthers. But at even strength, they both had the same amount of shots on goal at 10 at five on five. The Panthers were forcing them outside, having creating some perimeter shots. Nick Cousins was getting active really early on, on that first line and, creating that goal by Matthew Kachuk, which since January 1st of 2022, listen to this stat. Matthew Kachuk is second in the NHL in points behind Connor McDavid, just three points behind. He has 107. Connor McDavid has 110. And even with all that dominance of possession that the Edmonton Oilers had and the Florida Panthers killing that five on three, which that Lundell penalty was maybe a little soft on that one. The Spencer Knight was the ultimate penalty killer on that one. I mean, McDavid and Drysaddle had multiple chances. I mean, credit to also to Zach Hyman as he was falling forward on the on on the ice, getting that uh, puck to Leon Drysaddle, and then Spencer his ability to 
recover and to make saves on that five on three, I mean, the 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 Panthers. The, this is one of the rare games where you'll see the Corsi four percentage favor the other team, and especially on the power play for the Panthers. I mean, their inability to create separation as well is a problem for them as well. And on that power play, the the, the Edmonton Oilers were forwards were so much towards the blue line that it was creating so much space down below. Matthew Kachuk was getting, getting the puck to, near the trapezoid uh, where so many eyes were on him just going like a full three or four seconds all by himself on, on, on an island waiting for other players to cut in. So just to go to show how much of a threat that guy is, and that's your opportunity to to create uh, something for to, to create some separation for the Panthers. And also the fact that the Edmonton Oilers also had a goal called back as well as Zach Hyman. You've heard his name a lot, of of course, but the the kicking motion into the net as well that 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 was uh, something that was uh, called back. Uh, Spencer making a rare mistake in this one, not gloving it. The Oilers were on the four check, and and Gudis loses the puck, and then uh, that that goal happens. But then they 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 reverse they reverse it, and I mean the the amount of opportunities as well. I mean Darnell Nurse had a puck on the power play that was right off the crossbar. The, I mean, the two players who are really keeping up with Conor McDavid the most in this one was Gus Forsling and Etula Serain. And I mean, Gu- uh, Gus Forsling had a, there was an opportunity where McDavid just spun around uh, Mark Stahl and, and Gus Forsling was, excuse me, Spencer Knight was there to save it. But then there was another play where Gus Forsling was just on a, on a three on one as well, Gus Forsling breaks up a pass and doesn't even get the allow the Edmonton Oilers to have a shot on Spencer Knight as well. So a few great individual performances, but just continuing to have the the these laps. I mean, let let's talk about the first goal of the game for the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, you're on the you're on you're on the PK and you're and of course uh at, at times when you clear the puck into into the, the zone your own zone there's a opportunities to get changes get some fresh legs on the ice but uh the Edmonton Oilers caught that McDavid definitely did and then of course you're not gonna you're not gonna outskate someone like that very reminiscent of uh Jordan Kyrie except they weren't cha- they were on a uh shift change on a line change but just the just the little attention to detail for for the Panthers I mean it's just uh it's just continuing to uh be be a problem for them I mean and also in this one I mean you could argue that the Florida Panthers had an opportunity to had zero points in this one I mean I I'm credit to them credit to them uh when when it was uh when it was uh 2-1 Oilers uh the 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 Panthers were just not getting zone time really whatsoever in the second period mostly in the third period as well it took them seven minutes to get their first shot on goal in the third period and the the oilers going up 2-1 but what a what i will give credit to where credit is due on the pan for the panthers on that second goal finished off by anton lundell sam reinhardt has had some highlight reel assists in the last few games 
every player touched the puck on on that on that rush that created the goal to tie the game but the goal that eventually gave the panthers a lead to give them three two originally i thought matthew kachuk uh high stick the touched the puck with a high stick uh but re the referees uh ruled it as below the shoulder so good goal on the power play too where you had chance after chance forcing the forcing the Edmonton Oilers defense to be out of position, Stuart Skinner out of his uh, net as well, and Brandon Montour converts. Uh, and then all, all, all you needed was just one stop. I mean, the, the Spencer Knight looked like that he saved his best for last on on Zach Hyman at, at the at the very end with like 4.4, not 4.4 seconds left. It was a, a few seconds before that. But, but the, but the, goal to tie the game just a little bit late on the poke by Aaron Eckblad right after Sam Bennett takes the, the draw and McDavid is just a little bit faster to process the play right off the faceoff before getting it to Evan Bouchard and Tyson Berry as well for the Edmonton Oilers he has four goals on the season three of them have come against the Florida Panthers so the Panthers are very lucky that they don't play the Edmonton Oilers for the rest of the season because uh, I, I would because for some weird reason uh, Tyson Berry, uh, not even a top pair defenseman for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, just finds a way finds a way to score on 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 the cat on on the for for the for the Oilers and it's just it it's just continuing to be frustrating how. And I think this is a. I think this is for for me, kind of a build up from the previous game, of why I'm so frustrated. And it might not sound like that in my voice, but I'm not like. I, I'm. I, I wouldn't feel I, if if the Florida Panthers didn't blow it on Saturday. I would probably be a little bit more optimistic about this one, but this is two games in a row. I know it's. I know you're without your captain. Hopefully, he comes back soon. He's gonna miss uh, tonight's game against the uh, the Flames. But even even then, you still gave yourself a chance to win multiple times. The Panthers are now one, one and two without Sasha Barkov. I, I said the record incorrectly on the previous episode because I forget that he missed the Carolina game as well. But that was not related to the non-COVID illness that the team says he has. But you still had your chance to win. You still had your chance. And you had the lead twice, one nothing, and then 3-2. And then uh, as soon as the Florida Panthers were unable to get the four-check three-on-three, when you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on a two-on-one, there was a... Uh, no chance for Spencer Knight to to create a stop on on that one because those are the two of the best players in the in the NHL. And there are times where Connor McDavid was uh, not creating separation, but just you give him a little bit of space, and he's off to the races. And it just his uh, just his hockey IQ. On the, on that game time goal for for the third one, like I said, a little bit quicker than Aaron Eckblad off that off that draw with just a 
less than 20 seconds left in the game and just the Panthers now set a point out of the playoffs uh, right now. But with, with these last two, you, you sit more comfortably uh, if you were to, if you were to pull it out, of course, but it's just, for me, it's more frustrating because of the buildup of what was for uh, from Saturday's game. But in segment number two, we are going to discuss some of your hot takes from what you replied after Monday's loss against the Edmonton Oilers. And we are going to continue the conversation about the state of this team. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bet Online. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find these at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Second segment here on this Tuesday, November 29th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers drop their game against the Edmonton Oilers by a final score of 4-3 to three in overtime. Another drop point. Now the Florida Panthers are 3-4-1 when scoring first on the road. And again, they're unable to create that separation whenever they do have a lead and, of course, not keeping leads as well. And Spencer Knight... 36 of 36 of 40. The box score doesn't do it justice when you look at it. Just the amount of times he kept the Panthers in this one was just he's 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 shown to be very reliable for for this team. And the 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 best saves that he has he had were the ones uh against Zach that Zach Hyman were involved in where there was like we said earlier the 5 on 3 getting it to Leon Draisaitl and uh, towards the end of the game, off, off a rebound. So just Spencer Knight is that dude. He really is. And it, I'm super excited that not only are we, are we going to see another three years out of this guy once his uh, new contract kicks in, but then what he, what he could receive after that, which will equal the amount of well, which will likely not equal, excuse me, to the amount that both of them are making, both Bob and Spencer are making combined this year. Let's just talk about this year. With just under $11 million, Spencer's next contract in three or four years from now won't surpass what those two have combined. So it's a good, so I still have a good feeling that this Panthers team is going to be okay. But we got to start questioning. We got to start questioning the coaching and the preparation. And what is the message that Paul Maurice is sending to his team in between periods? It's fair to ask. How are you getting your team mentally ready to go out there for another 20 minutes? They look like the complete opposite team on Saturday in that final 20. They had a lead once a, once again, but this time was in on Monday's game. It was after the first twenty. 
because you had higher quality shots in the first period in on Monday. But how are you getting your team prepared? What is the messaging? And he even said, and he even said something that I was saying on the podcast just yesterday with Alex Slump of Full Press NHL that even without Barkov, you you have a chance. And he he spoke about the stretches that the the Panthers have been on without Barkov. You're putting a full talented 20 skaters out there. And still you're you're finding ways of just losing a little bit of focus. And that focus is costing you points. And just looking at the just looking at the standings right now, seeing 24 points in 22 games. I can't really do math on the top of my head, but I know that's not over a 100-point pace right now for the Cats. And it's it's got to take some type of run. And we saw a run in 2016. But it was... We, we knew that that team wasn't a Stanley Cup contender. We know... I I I'm pretty damn sure that this team this year is not a Stanley Cup contender. They could maybe win a, a round, just like last year, but I'm not convinced that this year specifically that they are they are at that point. And there's only so much that we can blame the cap the lack of cap space. It's just the the players on the ice have to find a way to just lock it down, have a certain messaging in the locker room. I mean, I don't know what's being said once again, but there's got to be a different type of approach coming out of intermissions. This would be a good time for me to read some of your hot takes uh, after this uh lost to the Edmonton Oilers and only because I sent out the tweet 15 minutes before recording uh only got a only got a few uh responses here but uh from for, at 47 to fault saying Bennett will be traded before the trade freeze in December he is not worth the money he is paid and then at heel son says Maurice will actually be fired. I still don't think Maurice is going to be fired, but there are still very questionable ways that he's approaching the games. Like I said, coming out of intermissions, that it's just the Panthers are just not a focus group right now. And my hot take is that the Panthers went from great it's mediocre. This right now, Florida Panthers fans, is a mediocre hockey team. Inconsistent as can be. Oh, great. A win against the Carolina Hurricanes without Alexander Barkov, Matthew Kachuk, Aaron Ekblad. Gets all your hopes. Then loses to the Oilers at home where you have so many shots on Stuart Skinner. 
gets a great win against the Boston Bruins, only their third loss of the season. Then you lose two heartbreakers against the St. Louis Blues at home, and then the first game of this West Coast trip against the Edmonton Oilers, their second time, where even though you could have gotten zero points, there's still an opportunity for two. Funny enough. So what's Palmeries going to do? Matthew Kachuk's doing his job. Spencer Knight's doing his job. Gus Forsling's doing his job. Everyone else? I mean, Sam Reinhart. So, uh, let me give Sam Reinhart some roses, too. Sam Reinhart has been great lately. He's had some, high, like I said, highlight real assists uh, lately. Everyone else? I don't, I don't really have much praise right now for the rest of the roster as far as how they're performing. And if you guys have been listening to me for a while, I, I'm usually a glass half full type of person. It's really hard right now to be glass half full. I Again, I still think there's a great team, but just there's concerns that could pop up later. It, it, even if this team sque- squeezes into the playoffs. There's some major, major concerns of just lapses, just inability to clear the zone as well. And just not cashing in when you have already a lead to create more separation so that not necessarily that your foot steps off the gas because we saw what it was like on Saturday, but to just give a little breathing room so that you don't give the opposition a chance. The Panthers are lacking that. And their total goal differential for the season is plus one. Ooh, what a change from last year. Ooh, what a change. Just frustrating overall. And it's frustrating too for me and for you guys as well that you guys stayed up so late to watch this too. I mean, it's 1.33 a.m. as I'm looking at my com- the, the clock on my computer. And I mean, I'm still going to stay up for the rest of the road trip. I mean... I love this team. I love watching this team. I want this team to do well. But man, staying up for these are and and having and seeing a blown lead makes it all that more frustrating for for all this. In segment number three, we are going to transition over to tonight's game because the Panthers have a quick turnaround. Funny enough, we're. The Florida Panthers will be facing off against the Calgary Flames. And Matthew Kachuk will be making his return to Calgary for the first time since the trade. We're going to discuss that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this Tuesday, November 29th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Just me today. Just getting raw reaction. We're 45 minutes after the final buzzer 
well, the game-winning goal for the Edmonton Oilers. Paul Murray said after the game, asked, was asked, what does this team need to have a better jump? And it says getting Sasha Barkov back. And just hearing that, at least from the reading on Twitter, it just, it just, reading that is like, made, made me cringe a little bit. Uh, and it's just like, dude, you had, you had a lead and you've had multiple times without Barkov that you could score a few goals in a row with unanswered. But also credit, I, I want to give credit to uh, Matthew Kachuk. Uh, Reign of Booze from Edmonton, a former rival. Of course, in his introductory pre- press conference to the Florida Panthers, he said, I hate Edmonton, but now I hate Tampa more. But still having that hate for Edmonton, part of that rivalry. And then having his hand near his ear when he scored on that goal, which was a broken play. But Matthew Kachuk is, scores on those broken plays. There, there are some positives. Of course, Matthew Kachuk, what a joy to watch. What a joy. And the Panthers are lucky, are really fortunate to be, to have him on this team. And like I mentioned earlier, the point total since January 1st of 2022, the whole Bill Zito saying that this guy is a unicorn is a very valid uh, phrase, sentence that Bill Zito uttered. But quick now, it's the return. The Florida Panthers will be facing the Calgary Flames tonight. And I don't think Kachuk will get as many boos as Johnny Gaudreau whenever he does make his return to Calgary uh, due to the fact that they got Huberto and Uyghur in that deal. Of course, uh, Kachuk said that he was only going to sign a one-year deal and then hit free agency, which means if he were to sign that, he would be a UFA, not an RFA. So he would, you know, he uses leverage as far as that. And then the Panthers are reaping the benefits of having a Kachuk on the team. And you could see, you could see kind of the sense of direction about the different dimensions as as we've seen through 22 games. But there's there's so many different things that outside of one player that even though it's a treat that in the losses you can see okay this guy at this age if he continues doing all this eventually they're going to be okay. But in the now, in the present moment it's a it's tough. But once again, like I mentioned in the previous segment, Paul Maurice, what are you going to do about getting your team ready out when you get out of the locker room in the inter- after intermissions? So a few scores around the league. Going to mostly focus on Atlantic Division teams because um, the Panthers are are really hoping to still be in that top three. The Lightning defeat the Sabres 6-5 to five in overtime. The Red Wings' winning streak uh, comes to an end at the hands of the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-2, uh, to two, where Detroit had a 44-25 to 25 shot on goal differential uh, and still came out on the losing end. 
And uh, that's basically all the scores for the night in the Atlantic division. I mean, New Jersey goes to Madison Square Garden and wins uh, five to three. Um, Igor Sesterkin had a few interesting quotes uh, after the game. He takes full accountability about uh, him letting his team down. That's a leader, honestly. Um, And the Devils are still finding ways to win, even though their streak ended. Uh, Vegas defeats Columbus in a shootout, and Dallas defeats St. Louis four to one uh, in at Enterprise Center. And so now with the Panthers going into Calgary, I'm expecting Sergey Bobrovsky to be between the pipes, as this is a second of a, of a back to back. I predicted him to be the starter in this one. I was wrong. Hard to predict uh, starting goalies in this league. But now, if the rotation of the back-to-back is what it looks like based on Spencer starting Monday, it looks like Bob is going to be the guy for Tuesday against uh, Calgary. And I don't know if there's going to be a tribute video. There was for Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger when they did come back, but only can only imagine the rain of booze that uh, that Matthew Kachuk is going to have. And the Flames, the Panthers are catching around a good time. A three-game losing streak currently. One, 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 and one, four, one, two, and one since that Florida, Florida game. And that game against Calgary, even at home, uh, the Panthers, in their most recent matchup, didn't deserve to win. They were playing from behind the whole time in, in that one. And the key is going to be continuing to not only score first, but to try to cash in and create a little separation uh, when, it, when, it comes to, when it comes to getting an early lead because their, their record on the road when they score first is just not good right now. And that's the key for, for for them. And I was saying seven out of 10 points on this road trip would be a very positive sign for the Panthers. But you missed an opportunity at two on Monday. And it creates more of a sense of urgency for the Panthers to get a full two points in this one. Right before facing a Vancouver Canucks team on Thursday night who has so much drama on their team on and off the ice, uh, which we will be hopefully discussing with a, with a guest on the show on, on Thursday's show, who has been a previous guest. I'm not going to say who just yet, but to talk about the state of the cats and just who, and, and ask the question, who is this team? What is their identity? But on tomorrow's edition of the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, it's a Winans Wednesday, which means Jacob Winans will be back to discuss everything that happened since the last time the pa- the the Panthers uh, since he was on, and th- then the three games in between. Of course, recapping Matthew Kachuk's return, and of course, we're, there there might be a lot of feelings uh, because there are currently a lot of feelings right now, and not good ones surrounding this team more losses than win something we're not used to in these last two years and i'm not going to be 
coming here and saying, oh, at least they got a point. No, no. You had an opportunity for two. If you were behind the whole time and then you get a point, cool, okay. But the last two games, you had you had an opportunity for two. This is not a – these last two games are not a at least they got a point type of games. That is not going to be my mind. That is not my mindset after these last two losses. So definitely not. So two points is definitely very important for the Panthers to get on Tuesday night against the Calgary Flames. And Jacob and I will be there to discuss it. Uh, hopefully there's not more bad feelings uh, for as far as where we think the Panthers really are. But thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. It's a very frustrating edition. You don't get this kind of tone out of me, out of your host very often. But it's just, this is a matter of just buildup from from a few days ago, from the results on the ice for, for this Cats team. And hopefully we don't have too many of these shows any anymore where you get this kind of, just frustration out, out out of yours truly. So hopefully some good vibes are ahead and some and some wins as well for, for this team. But thank you for listening as well. And in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time. Locked on Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast and YouTube feed. Don't forget to enter the contest for the December 21st game against the New Jersey Devils if you want to win two free tickets. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Today gives you a daily 20-minute or less podcast on the entirety of the sports scene. Locked On Today, Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.